And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, adults of all ages, if you are a children, you should be careful and make sure you get consent from your parents because shit can go haywire in this show. Oh, see, I already got to go on haywire. Robbie and Zach is here. Zachary. You know, an intro there. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was a little sloppy. Kind of like your. Let me stop. Uh, yeah, you better fucking. <laughs> well, Zachary, most Thursdays, we go straight into it. We go straight into the picks. Whatever happened Monday, anything big that happened Sunday, we go right into it. But you know what? The NFL is going to take a back seat because it's finally happened. The day came. What we've all been waiting to see how, where, would he go? Damian Lillard. Yes. Milwaukee Buck. And now yeah, I was very surprised, to be honest with you. They're I, now the favorites to win the NBA championship across all Vegas boards. And like you said, no one expected this. I was at work. Well, actually, I finished work. We have a gym at, our, at my job. There's a couple guys in there. I was like, no fucking way. They both looked at me. I said, Dame's a Milwaukee Buck, and we were all surprised. And when I talked to Steve, when I talked to Ploof, it made zero sense that this guy was going to Milwaukee. Zero sense. So let's get let's get through this package really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I to be honest, there there are so many names in this package. Uh, the Suns got involved in it, making it oh. the old classic three way. And uh, you know, your boy Zach, he likes a good old three way. The Blazers. Too many dudes in this three way for my liking. The Blazers, the Suns, and the Bucks. The Bucks get straight up Damian Lillard. The Blazers get Drew Holiday, Tumani Kamara, the Bucks' 2029 first round pick, and I believe 2030 pick swap options. So the Blazers get, get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, yeah. Kamara, two two, um, two pick swaps, and a 2029 first round pick. The Bucks get Damian Lillard, and the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. I ask you now, Zachary. Yeah. Who won the trade? To be to be honest with you, it kind of seems like every team benefited. Benefited, if that makes like I don't know if we've ever seen a trade. Like, I mean, you look at the Suns, they get way more depth now. They lose uh all like the stigma with Aiton and the team and is is he gonna stay? Is he gonna get traded? What's going on? That that's all now gone. That's out of the media, that's out of their heads. Like I said, they get more depth. They get more guys come off the bench. They definitely got a lot stronger. Obviously, Trailblazers losing a guy like Dame and losing someone like Nurkic, too. But uh, you bring in a guy like DeAndre Aiden. I really am not too familiar with the other two guys, to be honest with you. Yeah, me neither. But it, it's, at the end of the day, it's 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 rebuild city now for Portland. You know, they can finally let go of those slim playoff hopes or slim championship hopes they've had for the last, say, decade uh, and start from scratch. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm pretty fired up to see Dame get the chance to compete for a title. And wow, does this make Milwaukee? Uh, I, do you do you think this like automatically just projects them to be the favorite? Like, there's um, so many projects, good teams, yes, but I mean, it, it projects them to be the favorites off based off projections. Yes, but I'll tell you this. But I'm talking like in your opinion. Like, do you think like this this makes them the like? I know obviously I can see. Yeah, there's there's still some questions to be asked, questions to be answered, but. Holy fuck! What I that was like you said it was shocking news. I did not see it coming whatsoever. Um, I it what a roller coaster of emotions for a Raptors fan too. I hear the day before that we're the favorite to land him, and I'm like, do I do I want him? Like, obviously, it'd be nice to get him, but the news broke out that the uh, backwards Masai Ujiri was uh, <laughs> unwilling to part with OG Pascal or 
Scotty Barnes. So I mean, uh, it's it's if you're gonna get Damian Lillard, you're gonna have to go with one of those guys. He's trying to center the trade around. Could you guess what player on the Raptors? Was it that big old dick? Nope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about Gary Trent. Yep, it was based around Gary Trent Jr. I think two of the, Grady Dick. I was talking about Grady Dick, to be honest with I you. But, uh, yeah, so Gary Trent, um, Dick, <laughs> and a bunch of picks. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to bring in Dame. I mean, if they were able to get that going, I would have been pretty excited because maybe that would have made us some sort of contenders. But good to see uh, it'll good to see Dame compete for a championship. Trevor, uh, like Trevor, why do you hate Miami so much? What the do do the people that you're, uh, your station like really tick you off or something? You know, Miami is a very expensive place. Hot, a lot of hot Latina women there. That's for sure. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. A lot of plastic walking through those streets. No, I don't mind plastic. I just hate the Miami fanboys. Okay, that's fair. Um, so I want to talk about all the teams involved in that trade. So I'm going to start off with the Blazers. The Blazers, I think DeAndre Ayton gets a fresh start. DeAndre Ayton never really got the chance. I mean, he was the number one pick in the draft for for Christ's sakes. And he never really got the chance to be the number one option. I'm not saying he's going to be in Portland, but Portland shouldn't be slept on. Scoot Henderson, Jeremy Grant. Oh, what the fuck was that? Um, Simons. DeAndre Ayton. I mean, there's potential for a squad. I'm not going to put Drew Holiday in there because Drew Holiday's probably going to end up getting traded. They're probably going to get more draft capital or maybe someone return. Maybe, who knows? Phillies get involved. Maybe they get James Harden. Who knows what goes on over there in Portland, all right? Yep. The Bucks. when you lose Grayson Allen, and Drew Holiday, especially Drew Holiday. You lose your best defender. You lose a guy that's going to go up and guard the best opponent, um, the best player in the opposing team. So here's here's my problem why I said I don't have them projected as the top in the East, okay? When you're going up against the Miami Heat, when you're going up against the Boston Celtics, hell, when the Nets were all assembled, when you look at, you know, there was Kyrie, there was KD, and there was Harden. You probably had Grayson Allen and Harden. Drew Holiday and Kyrie and Giannis on KD. You know what I mean? I'll give you a newer example. Drew Holiday, Oliver Jalen Brown, Giannis, Oliver Jason Tatum. Who's going to guard Jalen Brown now? Who's going to guard Jason Tatum? They have no defense. So, yeah, you bring in a 30-point score. That's great. Here's the other problem with Dane. What's the common scenario the last two years? He's missed time because of injuries. So now he's out for a month. He's getting a little older. Three months. That that that's a, Who's going to fill in that spot? Who's going to fill in that spot? I don't know. I don't got a damn clue who it's going to be. I don't think George Hill's on the team anymore. You got a brand new. I couldn't tell you. Honestly, you're yeah. going to have a whole new thing going on. You're going to have a brand new head coach. Now you got a brand new point guard who's never played off the ball. He's always had the ball in his hands. So now he's got to defer to Giannis. So let's go over to let's go over Phoenix now. There's Lafayette Blue saying in here. So if we can give up White and give, or if we can keep White and give up Brogdon and draft picks, he will bust. Which for the folks watching at home, I believe that means he will ejaculate semen. If they're able to uh, obtain Drew Holiday, whilst keeping Derek White, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to get Drew Holiday. It's going to be a big battle because not for nothing, Drew Holiday is a top, arguably a top ten point guard in the league. I mean, the point guard position is really evolved. I really tried thinking about it yesterday. There's a lot of good point guards. A lot of good. Point there guards. is a lot of good point guards. It's hard to narrow them all the all down to ten. Um, well, that's why it's such like an arguable. It's such an arguable list. Like there's fucking. You could have guys that would have seven different point guards, six different point guards in their top 10 compared to a different guy. So to Phoenix now, 
with Bradley Beal, with Devin Booker, with Kevin Durant, Grayson Allen's probably going to make the starting lineup, and Yusuf Nurkic. The one thing that separated Phoenix to Denver last year, it all came to the big man spot. That video will never escape me where I'm seeing Kevin Durant fight like hell with Nikola Jokic to get the rebound while DeAndre Ayton was watching. DeAndre yeah. Ayton in the series against the Bucs in the NBA Finals was getting bullied by Giannis and Brooke Lopez. That was the difference maker with that guy. So Yusuf Nurkic, seven feet tall, 265 plus pounds. Tough to bully that guy. And and who who was teammates with Nikola Jokic? Yusuf Nurkic. So it ain't going to be easy go. And Nurkic, he knows he's going to have to worry about his points. Get the board, play some defense, get the buckets on putbacks, offensive rebounds, or, you know, if you're wide open. Yep. And Grayson Allen, as much as everybody hates Grayson Allen, including myself. He's a dirty little bastard, but he, he can ball. He can he can defend he quite well. He can play decent defense, and I believe Nazir Little comes from Portland. The one thing Phoenix really really had to improve is their bench. Campaign is gone. They gave up a lot of assets to bring in Bradley Beal. They gave up Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges, who were big focal points to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. Not for nothing, too, Zach. Not for nothing. This awful benefits the Brooklyn Nets because if they, that, if they get that championship. And we know what KD's history is of just going through teams at this point. Yeah, he's a little bit of a slut. Bradley Beal has been getting, just like Dane, injured the last couple of years. If everything works out for Phoenix, everybody wants to jump oh, up and go somewhere team. else. The Nets have three of their first-round picks that could potentially turn into lottery picks. They don't have a future now. Who knows how much longer Devin Booker wants to stay in Phoenix? Don't you think he wants to go to L.A. or New York or Miami to get you know the bright lights and fame? I mean, the guy was a Kardashian for, for one season, wasn't he? I mean, he's already pretty famous. I'd have to say. I understand what you're saying. It's obviously more marketable if you're playing on the Lakers, Clippers, or hell, even the Toronto. It's more injured. Chris Paul or Bradley Beal? That's a great question, Trev. And I'm probably leaning Chris Paul. I was gonna say Beal. Well, both a couple of band aids. So the Miami thing, they stayed very firm, according to uh, Dame's agent. The Trailblazers asked him what other teams would he prefer, and there were two other teams the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Brooklyn Nets. And according to reports, the Brooklyn Nets had zero interest in trading for Damian Lillard. Didn't even make an offer. Damn. Does that surprise you at all? No, because if the asking price was astronomical for Miami, because apparently in order to get Dame, Bam, or Jimmy Butler had to be a part of the package, then from what it sounds like there is that they're probably going to ask for Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson or or Cam Thomas or Ben Simmons and all the picks that they got. You know, they got a lot of picks last year, Zach, for Kyrie, for KD. Yeah. Hell, when they trade for Jay Crowder, they got five second-round picks from the Bucks for him. Which is just blows and me he, away. You know, they, they loaded up on picks because they understand, all right, we're back to square one, but we got these young guys who are going to progress. So my thing is, I'm glad they didn't do it. I'm glad they wait because here's the thing. Giannis and Dame are still free agents. No one, according to some reports I've seen, is that they've already offered Giannis a three-year contract extension. Wait, isn't Dame, isn't Dame signed for a little bit? I don't know. I believe he's a free agent at the end of this year. I, I think he, he has a couple years left. Let me. Uh, he signed a three. He has um remaining on his deal. Uh, so 2025-26 is when his contract ends, but he has a player option for 26-27. The player option is for a projected $63.2 million. Well, that would really suck if Dame gets left all alone because Giannis oh, is a free agent after shit. this year. 
And Giannis, well, this could this also could have been a trade too to like to show Giannis that hey, we're fucking serious. We want to win championships here. We want to keep you around. I mean, if you if you have a GM that's that's willing to throw make a trade like this to make your team better, at least on paper better. I don't that's know personally we're gonna that's my thing. But I mean, if you have a GM that's willing to make a move that's this ballsy and this big, like it shows that okay, you know what? Maybe this guy is the GM that I want to keep playing for. And he obviously people love him in Milwaukee. He probably well, I don't know if he loves Milwaukee because Milwaukee sounds like a fucking shithole if you ask me. Well, someone at my job pointed out something good. Giannis might do the same thing as Kareem. Got them the championship with his Oscar Robertson, which is Chris Middleton, and going not for nothing. If I'm Giannis, I grew up in Greece. I, I want to go experiment Miami, L.A., New York, Chicago, Texas. Could you blame want to go to big market? I don't blame one no. day. He did his job in Milwaukee. And not for nothing, too. I said a lot of things about Dame not being loyal. Dame got as loyal as he could possibly be. Dame yeah, there's in the guys- smallest market in the NBA. Be smallest market. They never brought in a hot free agent. Never brought in a top-tier free agent. And you know when I think it was time where Dame's like, you know what? It's time to get out of here. When they traded CJ McCollum to the Pelicans, is probably when he's like, you know what? That's it. Yeah, he's like, all right, I've done all I can with this team. I've been, I've been loyal to you guys. You know what? I, to be honest with you, I think this move is a little bit too late. Like, this would have been nicer for Dane to do maybe four years ago. But uh, he's still, I don't, I don't want to say he's still in prime, but he still, he still has a lot of game left. He gave them a lot. There's no reason for the Trailblazers fans base to be mad at him. No reason. Game their first playoff series win with the game winning jump shot over, I believe it was um, Chandler Parsons against the Houston Rockets in like 12, 13 years. Brought them to the Western Conference Finals, hit an amazing like 38 foot jump shot on Paul George to advance yeah. that round. This guy did so. Let's not forget, first game, first game after Kobe died for the Trailblazers and the Lakers. I think he dropped 50 at the Staples Centers against the Lakers. 50 in honor of the game, you know, the game following shortly after Kobe's tragic accident. Guy's a dog. Guy is a dog. And, Milwaukee, and you know, he shows up in big moments, too. I mean, that, he, and that's, basically, the that's the thing that the Bucks needed because they look to Middleton more so than Giannis. Dame creates a shot way better than Middleton. Here's my other here's my other thinking. OK, he has to play off the ball. Giannis brings in a group of people. His only option is to kick it out 30 feet to Dame. Dame's going to hit that three. Yeah, that at least nine times out of ten. The guy can hit a fucking three from the other three, the other three point line. He hit it from the logo. I watched a regular season game against the Nets in the bubble where he hit it from the logo. I was like, Yeah, he just walks it. up and just splashes. Yeah, shot it. It and, and, it. and it actually never even touches the fucking rim. It just goes straight net. No, it's scary. It's scary that he can do something like that. Insane. Well, now that Dame's gone, now we got two other players, maybe three, to look to see if they'll get on the move. Drew Holiday, because it's anticipated he's going to be shopped right away. Still waiting to see what's going to happen with James Harden. Uh, James Harden was at the Inter-Miami-Houston Dynamite game. Uh, he's a partial owner for Houston, the MLS yep. team. Looks to seem like he's in really, really good shape. And not for Yeah, nothing, he left the fat I, suit at home. I got to throw one of your players in there. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Mr. Uh, Spicy P this year. I wouldn't mind... Um... I mean, seeing the fucking deals these guys are getting on trades, I would I would not mind shopping them. Now you guys got to go into a like full on rebuild. If you're yeah, gonna, and I'm I'm with you 100. percent That's why I, I the thing that I will never understand. Obviously, yes, Yakupertel is a good player, but we went in 
the last fucking trade deadline, in my opinion, with the uh, the ability to sell off some assets, get some good trade, get some good picks in, and then we instead traded picks away to acquire players. So Masai Ujiri, I feel like he won't fucking uh, he won't let go of that dream. But you got to you got to you got to wish it away here. It's time. We need to suck for a few years. We need to get some good picks, and we need to turn this market around here. I'm very surprised that Toronto's not a hot market for the basketball. I mean, considering it's know, the weather, man. The weather's fucking terrible. The taxes are terrible. You think, think Kawhi pretty better in New York City? No, they're not. But I mean, at least in New York City, you're playing in America. Like a lot of the, like, that's why it's it's easier in in for uh, for NHL players to want to go and play for a Canadian team because fucking ninety five percent or seventy percent of the league is Canadian. Whereas you get, uh, I mean. You have these guys that have grown up in fucking L.A. and fucking California and uh, and all these places like this. Then they're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go live in minus 30 degree weather for a few months. It's a tough it's a tough sell, but that's that's why I love guys like DeRozan and Lowry, because they, they're just proof that I'm sure when those guys first started playing for Toronto, Lowry gets traded, DeMar gets drafted, um, traded to Toronto, Lowry. They were probably not too happy. But they learn to love this city, and it, it's. I'm just hoping there's going to be more stars of that caliber that'll come through the city and realize how fun of a city it is to play for. And you really do have a, we really do have a good fan fan base. I mean, I know we're very passionate, and sometimes a little fucking stupid, but uh, Toronto is uh, definitely a place. That has Kevin Durant passion. ruptured his Achilles on your court, you jerks. Okay, because no one knew it was a ruptured Achilles at the start. We had thought maybe he tweaked his ankle or something. It's still not okay. I, you would have done the exact same fucking thing no. if someone got it. You, yes, you would have. No, the heat of the moment thing. You see a guy start limping. You go, oh, he's out of the game. Oh, no one thought it was going to be an Achilles injury, except for Drake, who looked like he was about to start crying on the side of the court there. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. You're talking about when we were on route to winning a championship. The Brooklyn Nets aren't too familiar with that, but is that what you're talking about when we were I'll smack your face dead. <laughs> now, Bob, you know what? I like what you did there, Bob. A little play on words. It's Grady Dick, though, Bob, not some dick. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that happened in the NBA other than the season's coming up soon? seems like we're uh, getting that much closer to the NBA season. But last thing I want to touch about on this Damian Lillard topic, because you said it best. On paper, they're the favorites to win. But I want to tell you why that does not matter. Brooklyn Nets, on paper, were the favorites to win. The Lakers brought in Russell Westbrook to join LeBron and Anthony Davis, and they were the favorites to win. The Clippers brought in Russell Westbrook. to They were the favorites to win. The Suns brought in Kevin Durant last year. They were the favorites to win. On paper, is different now than where we I were. Noticed, I noticed how you left out when Brooklyn brought in Kyrie and Kevin Durant and James Harden, and they were the I favorites on, on paper. I said on paper they were the favorites. I was the first team I said, you cuck. I didn't hear that. It's because you're stoned. I'm actually not that bad right now. I did a lot of running around today after work. I've had a very busy day. Very, very busy day. Good for you. And by the way, the fixtures you did, terrible. Just kidding. It looks good. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, that was, was good. That fix was a fucking pain in the ass, so it better be goddamn good. 
and about 200 pound mirror fucking light to hang tomorrow. Sounds like a fun time. Anyways, anyways, that definitely sounds like a fun time. Yeah. There's two teams I still put ahead of Milwaukee. That is the Miami Heat still, even with the loss of Max Drews and Gabe Vincent, I still got the Heat there. And number two, the Boston Celtics. I could definitely see Boston up there. I think Miami and uh, in Milwaukee will be will be pretty close. I, I still think Boston is the the top of the East, uh, close in the Raptors, very close second. Uh, and then I'll, I'll follow. I, I think I think the Bucks will be better than the Heat this year. You know, it was kind I was of just joking with the Raptors. I was going to say it was kind of laggy, and then I heard Raptors, and that's where I was like, Jesus Christ, here we go, here we go. Um, by the way. Just to let you know, Zach, don't know what the Miami Heat are going to do here, but it's already been reported the Miami Heat have zero interest in James Harden. Seems like a lot of teams have zero interest in James Harden. So we'll have to see what happens with that uh, situation. situation. Well, Joel Embiid said they better figure out something soon, like I told you. Do you remember what my bold prediction was? You did. You said the process is over. He said, Jambi's going to be out, fucking Harden's out, the whole team's he, blowing up. If he's not traded by the trade deadline, he will be traded at the end of the season. He'll be out, and Philly's going to have to restart. And you know where they really screwed up, where this all could have been fine, okay if they didn't mess it up, when they drafted Markel Fultz, number one, Lonzo went number two, Tatum went number three. Yeah, if they could redo that draft again, I'm sure Fultz would not be on their radar. I think that concludes our NBA talk. It's good to get some basketball talk going. We're hoping to get some more money. We'll see what happens. We'll see if Drew Holiday gets traded. Buddy Heald's still on the market. James Harden is still on the market. Siakam's name's been thrown thrown around. I mean, let's see what happens. But the season is nearly here. Nearly here. Season is nearly here, and Robbie is really queer. Now let's get into some football talk. Ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves some football here. Week four. Week four, week four, week four. And for those folks that listen to this show, you know what we do here every Thursday. Ploof, damn right I got them. Every Thursday, me and my friend Robert here, we do our weekly picks. Fuck you, I ain't your friend. Well, me and my co-host Robbie here, small town (laughs) acquaintance, we do our weekly picks of the week for the NFL football. This is week four. I believe I'm up two picks on you right now because I had the Bengals winning that game. You had the Rams. Oh, dude. Yo. The Rams should have won that game. What happened Sunday to the Browns happened Monday night to the Rams. The guy's foot was clearly inbound. Oh, Atwell? Oh, my. Well, that one was at least somewhat close. I do agree with you. I think his foot was inbound. I also had him in fantasy, so I could have used that touchdown. Still ended up winning, so I'm happy with that. But at least that one was somewhat close. Like, I mean, it was obviously it, it was a tough one to tell. It looked like maybe he fucking dipped a, a millimeter of his foot out of bounds. But realistically, when it's that close, just you got to give the guy the touchdown. There wasn't enough evidence on that to overturn it, in my opinion. But I'm not up there watching the video, so they need to really consider forgetting the challenge flags and just bring in VR. This is this is the worst the officiating has ever been since the referees first went on strike and they had all the footlocker referees doing the games. This is terrible. Yeah, it is. It is getting a little bit out of a little bit out of hand here. And not for nothing, you know, the NFL has no one to blame but themselves, too. With oh, all, I mean, that's what happens, dude. When you start allowing women to rep, that's what's going to happen in these leagues. It's, ladies, I'm just joking, guys. It's just a joke here. We're having fun. It's a Thursday night, okay? Why don't you guys go rep your own leagues, though? You know, 
<laughs> I have a coworker that she um she used to play the, the uh, <laughs> football leagues. In one of the laundry football leagues? Yeah. She must have a set of tits on her. That that was a common theme of those football leagues. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't. God forbid she actually hears the show, Zach. You crazy bad. <laughs> oh man. All right. You know what? Let's get to the. Does that mean she doesn't have a set of tits? Is that what you're? You didn't. This okay, is I'm me just, gonna... just getting ready to make my picks. Is all it is. This is me not talking about that. <laughs> we'll get to that next Monday, folks. We'll find out uh, the set. Jesus Christ, Robbie. You uh, you go through your picks here and. Uh, I will get mine ready to do. I did mine at about five minutes before the show. Right after the picks, I'm going to do my live five-game parlay, and I'm going to tell you right now. Do you rip the Cowboys? Robbie, did you rip the Cowboys? I was at Monday Night Football. Oh, we ripped them. Really, Trev? Trev, we we bent them over. uh, No spit, no lube, sandpaper finish. Expert picks. (laughs) Blue, if I would use that term experts very, very loosely. Very loosely. Very, very loosely. Um, yeah, we destroyed the Cowboys, and uh, maybe I destroy them a little more in these picks. No, let's tune in to find out. So here we go. We got Thursday night football tonight, Zachary. Yeah. We have the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are officially active. Thank God you just told me that. I have to put Watson in. I totally forgot. Continue. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, uh, uh. He might be on limited snap count. Okay, well, okay, my options right now, wide receiver, because I just had Mike Williams go down. Before we get into the pick, sorry, folks, I need some uh, some uh, advice on this one. I have Devontae Adams is obviously going to play. And then the other ones that are available, I have Atwell on the Rams, Palmer on the Chargers, Sutton on the Denver Broncos. And it would I'd have to swap one of those out with Watson. Hmm. So maybe, you- I'll keep, maybe I'll see how Watson does this week. So you're stuck right now on debating this. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get this straight again. So we got Trev here. We got dad here. We got Ploof here. Do you start DeAndre Swift? I'm going to Trev. I have him in one of my leagues. I'm going to. I started him not the week he went off, but I did start him last week. Last Monday. This Monday. Whatever. Um, Excuse me. Uh, it's the onions for my cheeseburger. Jesus Christ. You have, Jordan, you have Atwell. Atwell. Uh, Jordan Palmer. Sutton, Jordan Palmer. Sutton, and then the odd man out right now is Watson, and Devontae Adams obviously is going to be playing. He's not going anywhere. Well, I don't know if I believe in uh, Atwell from Minnesota or Atwell from the Rams. The Rams. I probably sit Christian Watson this one. You the real MVP. And with that. Did we just do it? We have reached 100 followers holy shit canon 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 lf you the real so you know we are going to remember that name forever canon and if you by chance are nick canon can you get one of your nine thousand kids to also subscribe to this show we can really get this fucking wheels rolling here no i want to actually in in, in, uh, valentine to break through my door right here canon that's awesome 100th special number. Unfortunately, there's no prize that comes with that. I know it seems like we should have something. There's no prize, but we have made it, folks. We have finally did it. And you know what that calls for? We're going to have a celebratory 
Maker's Mark. Damn it, I'm alcoholic less. I have no alcohol. And we're going to make it a strong one because we're going to get a little dicey in this episode, I think. Damn it. I'll drink some cologne. I wouldn't drink any cologne. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? That's exciting. Cheers you. I would cheers you. Appreciate so much. This is awesome. For any folks that are drinking on the podcast, let's go in for a cheers to 100. Everybody. Oh, geez. Ken, are you asking like a fantasy football question between fields or love to start? Because I'm not going to lie to you, brother. If those are the two fantasy quarterbacks you have, we need to have a talk. It's love. By the way, so as we're getting into these picks, here's a part of the reason why I'm going. going. (laughs) Zach Wilson has the worst QBR amongst all starting quarterbacks. Could you guess who's right? Number 31. Hmm. Oh, Justin Fields. Jordan Love. Jordan is right. Zach Wilson's the worst and Jordan Love is right there. With the worst QBR amongst quarterbacks in football. Not for nothing. Had Derek Carr not have gotten hurt in that Saints Packers game, probably a good chance the Saints finish off that. I, I don't think it's probably a good chance. I think the Saints win that game 10 times out of 10 if he doesn't get injured. I will give Jordan Love credit. That was a huge comeback in that game. Um, but if we're going to be honest with you, for 95% of that game, he looked like shit. But Cannon, if I do have the choice between starting or benching Fields or Love, I will be, I will be throwing Fields on the bench. And I actually feel bad for people that draft the fields in this fantasy draft this year because I saw so many reports of people saying MVP, you should reach, reach to get Justin Fields. He's going to be an MVP this year. His rushing is going to be on fire. He's got the weapons. He's going to be a, a slinging, a ball slinger as well. And it has just been arguably the most disappointing season for a Chicago Bears fan. Thank God I'm not a Chicago Bears fan, but if you are a Chicago Bears fan, this has got to be tough to watch. <laughs> If I'm yeah, not, I thought you had the quarterback of the future, and it is it is proving week in and week out that he is not the real deal. If I'm not mistaken, because I don't remember my rankings, I could check my notes here really quick, but I'm almost certain because I believe that Justin Fields was going to take that next step and bring it in DJ Moore that I believe, here we go, top tight ends. So he was in my honorable mentions, but I thought Cole Komet was going to have a great year this year because I thought it was yeah. going to be a step up. It's been very, very disappointing. I think I had Fields at like number five on my quarterback list, to be honest with you. Five or six. I didn't have him in my top ten at all. You're nuts. I mean, he was on my honorable mentions. It was all the reading I was doing. I was fucking reading up onto it. Well, I'll tell you what. I got honey-dicked by the internet. Jordan Love versus Jared Goff. And if I'm not mistaken, if I heard the statistic correct, the Lions have won ten consecutive NFC North games and not for nothing Damn. big spotlight last year they win Packers get eliminated for the playoffs Aaron Rodgers last game at Lambeau Field a loss against the Detroit Lions Detroit Lions are going to Green Bay tonight minus two and a half hammer it Lions are winning tonight on Thursday Night Football that's your first pick okay first pick. you want me to swarm through these things I'll swarm do, through. do you want do you want to go like pick for pick or you want to do all yours first and then I'll do I guess you do yours first and I'll do mine after. Sounds good. Let's not forget Zachary. When you lead off with Sunday picks after, you know, the Lions and the Packers, we have to talk about the game that's on at 9:30. We have our first 9:30 game of the year, folks. The Jacksonville yep. Jaguars and Atlanta Falcons are heading to London with some tea and crumpets, mate. All right. All right. Now, in case you haven't noticed, folks, 
my accents are god awful. But I'll tell you what, Some my bloody tea and crumpets, mate. My picks this week are going to be impeccable. The Jacksonville Jaguars have struggled. They're one and two. They struggled to beat the Colts. They did nothing against the Chiefs offensively, and they got embarrassed, absolutely victimized by C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans at home. Well, they're going to London, and they're facing the Atlanta Falcons, and they're going to kick some ass. Falcons lose to the Jaguars in Mm. London. Here we go. AFC East matchup and probably the game of the week. The Miami Dolphins, 3-0 against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. And this is going to be a better time for Miami because when it gets that frigid weather, it ain't a fun time. Yeah, still warm enough for them where it's not going to be that much of a culture shock. Now, who knows? It might still be frigid for them. 50, 60 degrees maybe. But I'll tell you what, folks, it's a hell of a lot different than negatives with the wind chill. And because of those reasons, they're going to Buffalo and they're taking down the Bills. Then we have the toilet bowl game of the week. The Denver Broncos go into Chicago, take on the Chicago Bears. The Broncos on the road after giving up 70 points mm. to the Dolphins are two and a half point favorites. They're giving the Bears two and a half. Stay away from the spread. Stay away from the money line. I have no confidence, but you have to pick one of them. So I'm going to believe in the quarterbacks getting $35 million. I'm going to believe in the head coach that they just brought in. I'm going to believe Patrick's retained the defense aren't going to give up 70 points to the Chicago Bears team. I'm going with the Broncos. The Cleveland Browns hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Zach, we had a feisty debate off air about the Browns defense versus the Ravens defense. So you would think with me saying that I think the Ravens defense is better than the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go with the Ravens, right? Well, I don't know, Zach. After doing a lot of research about that Browns defense, it's legit. It's probably. Uh, thank you. That's why I was getting frustrated because I'm it's, like, I know that I'm a fan, but this fucking defense is insane this year to start the season. And I'm going with the dog pound. Zach, can I get a hoo, hoo, hoo? I, I need to get a board so we can start doing sound bites. So that plays every time. Um, the Steelers against the Texans. Keep it short, sweet here. Going with the Steelers. And God forbid, the battle of the 0-3 teams. Jesus Christ, if they don't win this game, then it's time to break it all up. The Vikings <laughs> will be beating the Carolina Panthers. If they cannot beat the Panthers, then get rid of everybody. Everybody. Starting from all and every single human being is not safe on that team if they lose this game and go on four. Then you got the Rams and the Colts. Anthony Richardson has been a full participant the last two practices, but to me, it doesn't matter. I, with Gardner. I believe... I believe in this Rams team. I I told you from the start of the season, I had them second in the NFC West. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. They should have beat the Bengals. They got screwed. They only lost by seven to the Niners, and that's pretty pretty good considering you, Bob. the Niners are. Rams beat the Colts. Tampa Bay going to New Orleans to take on the Saints, and it hasn't played well for them the last couple of years, including you know their time with Tom Brady. Jameis Winston versus Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Jameis Winston had his time to seal the deal against the Packers. He couldn't do it. So for me, I'm going Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Commanders in Philly. Don't call me crazy, but don't be shocked if the Commanders pull an upset. They did it last year on Monday Night Football. Like I told you, those conference games, you never know. It's so weird. 
Yeah. I don't have the sack in me to take the commanders after Sam That's a bold one. four interceptions. So I'm going with the Eagles over the commanders. The Bengals facing the Tennessee Titans. The winner will be the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chargers facing the Chandler Jones-less Raiders. And oh my God, have you seen Chandler Jones on Twitter recently, bro? Yeah, I don't know what kind of crack Chandler Jones has been uh, acquiring off the streets of uh, of Las Vegas, but he is diving in it, head first. What he said today about, I think he basically said Josh McDaniels was the one who set up Aaron Hernandez at the industrial park. I'm like, dude, you've got to chill, man. And not for nothing, the NFL needs to step in. I don't know why they haven't already, but they need to step in now. When you bring up that name of Aaron Hernandez, that is unwater territories right there. You, yeah, He's not known as a very nice fella. You Mr. can't bring Hernandez. up his name. You can't bring up OJ Simpson's and nothing's being done. He was the juice. Hours ago. insane in the juice. insane. Uh, but the Raiders and the Chargers, I'm going with the Chargers. The 49ers and the Cardinals, the 49ers. Listen up, motherfuckers. The New England Patriots going to Dallas to take on. That sounds terrible. To take on the Dallas Cowboys. Zachary. They survived against the Jets, I'll be honest. They're lucky Randall Cobb didn't catch the Hail Mary full of grace lures with the the Cowboys suffered a significant loss in Trayvon Diggs. Meanwhile, the Patriots arguably have a top three corner in football in Christian Gonzalez. Mac Jones versus Dak Prescott. Ramondre Stevenson versus Tony Pollard. The return game for Ezekiel Elliott. Everything. Everything matters in this game for both teams. And the winner of this game will be the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I kind of saw that one coming the entire way. The entire way. I will I will be rooting for my team hard. I'm taking the Cowboys money line because I am a jinx when it comes to gambling. And if that means that I lose money for the Patriots to beat the Cowboys, I'll take it. All right. Now, the reason why I got the Cowboys winning, there's no way because they're better getting embarrassed by Arizona after getting embarrassed that they're gonna lose this game. There's just no there, yeah, they're gonna come out. Firing on all cylinders. We have a. By the way, we were we we forgot to mention something massive last podcast. Mm-hmm. Nine more. Dak's got nine more. He's got one interception off the board already, folks. Does that uh, does that one pick last game? Which I'll tell you one thing right now was a peer. What I'm going to call Dak Prescott interception. Yeah, horrible throw directly into the arms of the defender. Yep. Is this uh is this the the TSN turning point of the interceptions to be flowing in you think for Mr. Prescott? Number two is gonna happen Sunday. Christian Gonzalez is gonna pick him off. Number two is gonna happen this Sunday. Ooh. Bob, what do you think about that, Bob? But I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. I'm gonna be a realist. I'm not gonna be a fan. I wanna take the Patriots, but I I I gotta catch up in these picks. I'm two picks behind. The Dallas Cowboys will win this game, which leads us into Sunday night football. In Monday Night Football, which is I'm going to go by really quick. Chiefs are going to beat the Jets, obviously. Seahawks and the Giants going with the Seattle Seahawks. And those are my week four picks. Well, Robbie, unfortunately for you, you will not have a chance to uh, tie the lead this week because we have one pick that is different, unfortunately. Um, My picks, I have the same as you, lines over the Packers. I have Jacksonville over Atlanta. I have the Steelers over the Texans. 
Vikings over the Panthers. Oh, sorry, Robbie. We have two picks that are different this week. Yeah. And the two picks that are different this week, I have the Indianapolis Colts taking down the Rams. And I have the New Orleans Saints taking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, you know what, motherfucker? Let's make it three. Patriots are taking down the Cowboys. Let's fucking go. I'm doing it. It's locked. It's- okay. He, he's now locked in at Patriots with the Cowboys. He's locked it in, folks. I have the Cowboys over the Patriots because I am not a retard. But also, I would have had the Patch or the Cowboys over the Cardinals. So we'll see how my, my football knowledge. And Robbie is, he is losing his marbles over there, folks. Robert Kraft is going to butt fuck Jerry. Jerry Jones on the Dallas the yard line. It is our game. Let's go. Okay. Well, geez, Louise, Robbie is fired up. So we now have three different picks here, folks. If it all goes in Robbie's favor, he will be taking the lead in our picks department. What we'll to see? I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've already said it. So it is locked in, not feeling too confident in my Colts and Rams pick. Um, I made that pick thinking that my boy mullet flow Gardner Minshew We'll be starting that game. Yes, I'd much rather him be playing. Three, two. What would you say? Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't hear the question. We're going to do this again. You have three seconds until the picks are locked for all of us. Three. Rams over Colts. Two, one. Okay. Okay, I'm going to switch to the Rams over Colts. And then that's it. I'm going to keep the Saints over the Bucks. Do you want to keep? I'll give you one more second to make your decision final for Patriots over Cowboys. Patriots all the way. I don't need a second. Okay. It's decided. Maybe Mac Jones breaks his leg, Bob says. Well, that is... Maybe you break your liver. I don't think you can break a liver, but you can definitely th- put some damage on you it. You leave my quarterback alone, you son of a bitch. You just call your father a son of a bitch? You're damn right. You don't attack my quarterback. So, I didn't attack Prescott. So hold on. So you just called your grandmother a bitch then? No. That's what you did. That's what you did. Oh, I love my guammy. Well, I'm just saying, you I call also, him a son of a bitch. I also love my father as well, but I don't. I don't appreciate him saying maybe Mac Jones will break his leg. That's not going to happen. You know, Bob, that was a little bit far, Bob. But I love the, uh, I love the enthusiasm. I love the spunkness. Well, I'll tell you what, we got our picks in. Yeah, Austin Eckler. By the way, in case you didn't see, <sighs> out. Man, he Wait is fucking. He's got to be back soon. He's yeah. got to be back soon. Yeah, it sucks. Um, okay. Well, that's it for the NFL, and let's see what we got for college football this weekend. But one game we know well, right off the bat that we got is USC in Colorado. You know what? I so I was listening to um, I was listening to a lot of shit about this uh, this podcast. Listen to PMT today. I was listening to uh, the Pat McAfee show. And uh, wow, now he brought up Zeke, and uh, they they were discussing this game, and they they were kind of leaning more towards Colorado having a better chance uh, against USC. From what I've been hearing from these people talking, apparently USC is not exactly the team to beat this year. Like they're not, yeah, not as good as what people had anticipated for them. Like you said last week, Caleb Williams has been making a lot of mistakes. Obviously, has showed flashes of absolute greatness, but. Yeah, he hasn't looked all that good this year. And I mean, forget they struggled week one. They struggled week one. Someone else before we fully get off NFL football. The Monday night curse is done. 
The Monday Night Curse has been lifted, folks. It is finished. Nobody got injured on Monday night. Knock on wood. Folks, that's what we like to hear. I know it was the Bengals. So I would have liked to see somebody go down with an injury on that team as a Browns fan, but I'm also happy that no, no one got injured at the same time, you know? Are you sure? Are you sure that we have we don't have different fathers? Listen to you. Listen to you, dude. You're so- I didn't mention anyone specific. It could have been like a fucking it could have been a, 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 a an assistant coach for all I care, you know? Christ almighty. You disgust me in so many ways. But do you want to hear before we fully got football again? Sorry, the, the one thing I did notice about Joe Burrow. Did you see the leg that's injured? No, I didn't get it. Re- I was paying attention to the Eagles and Bucks. Robbie, it is half the size of the other leg. Like he has zero, zero, zero calf muscle in that fucking leg that's injured right now. So I don't know what honestly I don't I really don't know what to expect with this Bengals team this year. If this is going to be the Joe Burrow we're going to be seeing all season, because clearly it looks like if they're going to be playing him week in and week out, he is going to be battling this injury the entire time. And we can both agree he has not looked like Joe Burrow even for one second. That's why I didn't season. bother watching the game because I knew how bad he's looked. It wasn't not to mention T Higgins just ticked me off a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, T Higgins bad. ate a he must have had a fucking boatload of popcorn before last game because he could not hold on to a ball if his life depended on it. That's too bad. But I'll tell you what, Zachary, we got to hold on for at least 45 more minutes until your big meeting. Yeah, I got a big... Uh, I, I actually don't even really know what it is, to be honest with you. I think it's something to do with safety with my company, but it'll be exhilarating, folks. So, yeah, very excited about it. But, yeah, college football, let me bring up some of the... Yeah, games the meeting all hammered. <laughs> I'm not gonna be hammered, but I'm gonna be. I'll be I won't be talking. I'm just gonna be sitting. There's gonna be like fucking probably 200 people in this thing. Oh Jesus! So you don't you don't even have to show your face. I don't think so. No, like I think I think you got to show like at the beginning, just say like, "Hey, I'm here." Mm-hmm. But then after that, you just turn it off. I can fucking. I got to pack for the cottage. The Let's cottage. see. NCAA football. What are some big games we have this week, folks? Let me get the top 25 out here for us. Okay, so big weeks we have this game, folks, going into week five of college football. My favorite, my favorite football of the year. Um, the big game, actually, Friday night, we have a big game. Number 10, Utah, storms into face number 19, Oregon State. Oregon State is a minus four favorite in that game as the 19 seed. Utah might be. The uh, the bet to make on this one, I bet on you, uh, Utah. I almost said UConn. Oh Christ! I probably bet on Utah as well. Utah's look good this year. I know they're going into Oregon State, but I mean, for them to be the underdogs in this game at four points, too, that the odds are probably going to be pretty decent. I'd have to assume plus one fifty five money line. So you put a hundred bucks down, you win one hundred fifty five cash profit. That would be my pick for that game. Going through the other ones here, we mentioned USC versus Colorado. USC right now is opening up at a minus 21 and a half point favorite. So kind of right around the same line as uh, as the Oregon-Colorado game. We hope to see some more from the Colorado defense in this game, folks. But, I mean, from what we saw last week, not really too sure. Number 22, Florida is coming in to face University of Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's unranked but is a minus one favorite. So sort of a pick in that game. Uh, that one could lean either way. I don't really know too much about Kentucky's football, but I do know Florida has been surging as of late, so that might be one to look at maybe as another underdog pick. 
Georgia you know and Florida, Auburn. Hold on. Do you know that Florida has a defensive lineman that weighs over 400 pounds? That's fucking it's insane. Insane, dude. He weighs like 420 pounds. That guy's got to be pancaking motherfuckers left, right, and center. He makes Vince Wilfork look small. Jesus Christ. I'm sure he's healthy. <laughs> Same. Oh, shit. Dude, we got some good fucking games this weekend in college football, folks. Oh, Strap dude. yourself in. Number one, Georgia against University of Auburn. I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to plow through them. Do Maybe I think Georgia is SEC in Auburn? Auburn's a pretty hectic place to play in. I mean, yeah, that could go either way. I mean, I, I obviously Georgia's the the favorite going in that. They're the number one seed. Do I think they're the legitimate real number one seed? Not really, to be honest with you. But this is kind of their first. Oh Christ! What this is kind of their first Hold real challenge. Shut up! Who's the real number one seed? Ohio State Buckeyes. I just think that no, I, I I'm, I'm I'm kind of joking about that, but I just think that Georgia is the number one because they won back to back. Obviously, yes, they have a stacked team, but I think when it's all said and done by the end of the year, I don't think Georgia's winning the third title this year. Sure, they might finish as the number one seed because their schedule is fucking easy as shit, but I don't see them winning it this year. I tell you, like college football bores me in a way. Regular like, season you know, relatively too easy. Maybe you get two or three hard games, and that's including the playoffs. You know what I mean? That's why I'm excited about this 12, 12 team playoff format that they're going to adapt to. I love it. Okay, you know what? Georgia actually does have a few games coming up here. They got Auburn this week. Then they face Kentucky. They got Florida in a couple weeks after that. Uh, and then they have to finish off the season. They face Ole Miss and then Tennessee, and then followed by Georgia Tech after. But Ole Miss and Tennessee are, are somewhat good teams, but. I think we could safely say Georgia will finish the season undefeated, but I, I just don't. I, there's just something about. I'm not buying in. I'm not buying in the Georgia Bulldogs here. That's fair. Shall there's, I move on? There's, there's no. There's no wrong answer there. I mean, it's up for grabs. Honestly, it really is. There's a lot of good fucking teams this year. There was a lot of good teams this year. Michigan. Michigan took that next step. Washington actually has looked. Really, really good. Washington really good. probably surged the way into there. Um, if Ohio State can keep it up, but the one thing that can it's gonna it's gonna decide between Michigan and Ohio State who's gonna go to the college playoff when they face got off against each other towards the end of the year. Well, and also Ohio State also faces Penn State pretty soon too, and Penn State's defense is no fucking joke. In, in at Penn State or at Ohio State? Um, let me tell you right now, it is in it's in three weeks at the big house or not the big house. Sorry. It's, that's, that's Michigan. It's at Ohio state. Yeah. Saturday, October 21st at Ohio state. That'll be the, uh, that'll be the toughest test of their season thus far. That's a, that's a pretty good week for college football as well. Michigan and Michigan state, uh, Penn state and Ohio state, Duke and Florida state, Utah and USC. Oregon. Well, here, let me, let me get into some of these games we have this week, Rob, because we have some ranked versus ranked matchups that I haven't gone over yet for you, buddy. Yeah, I've seen one. I've peeped it. I've peeped it. 24, Kansas coming in to face number three, University of Texas. The Longhorns come in as a minus 16 and a half point favorite against the Jayhawks. And I do not see any problem here. I think Texas is going to roll right over Kansas. Well, I can see them beating by the spread, but also... Don't know too much about Kansas. I know I know Texas is a good team this year. Robbie gave them the absolute reverse jinx of all reverse jinxes to start off the season. 
and they have just bolstered from it. Well, The Undertaker must have boosted their confidence in that little video that he did, that little hype thing he did, because not for nothing, Texas has been irrelevant since the departure of Vince Young, but they might have just became relevant again. And let's not forget who they got coming up at some point soon. I think he might be in the team now. I don't even know. The Prophecy, Archie Manning. He's on the team now, but he's the backup, and I don't think I don't think he'll be playing any snaps this year. That's fine, but he's... Uh, um, I had a buddy ask me. He wants to go this uh, Florida versus Kentucky game real quick because he's a big... Uh, well, not a big Florida Gators fan, but he's a Florida Gators fan. Uh, Jer, if you're listening right now, Jer, um, Florida's coming in as the underdog in this one. It is essentially a pick em, to be honest with you. I, I, I do believe Kentucky's going to take them down. I, I don't know why. I just, I'm leaning more towards uh, University of Kentucky here. Florida is the ranked team coming in. Kentucky's 4 and 0. Florida's 3 and 1. Florida has looked pretty goddamn good these last couple weeks, but so is Kentucky. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna ride with Kentucky in this one, and me and Jerry will be watching that game, absolutely shit faced on Saturday up at the cottage. Florida survived against freaking uh Charlotte, twenty two to seven. I'm gonna say survive because you know what? Not for nothing, the college standard, Charlotte, only winning by fifteen. I'm pretty sure the sp- I'm gonna check see what that spread was, and I watched some of that game too, and they looked pretty sloppy offensively. Defense really stepped in and saved. Save the day for them. The spread for that game. Florida was 28-point underdogs. They won by him. Florida was 28-point favorites, right? Yes, excuse me. Yes, yes, yes. Bob is on Jer's side. He says, go Gators. You know what I say to that, Bob? You can't say gay. Sorry, you can't say Gators without gay. And Bob really puts the gay into Gators. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah wow. Robbie what do you think about Notre Dame as the 11th seed coming in to play Duke as the 17th seed in a rebound game of epic proportions after the loss last week when to be honest with you they had that game wrapped up in a little pretty bow and yep. they handed it to the Ohio State Buckeyes there I was happy to see it I'm expecting a big bounce back game from Notre Dame here. I'm expecting a big bounce back bounce back game from Sam Hartman, but Duke is no joke. They got that. Is that the, that's where? Uh, no, so I I keep I keep confusing Duke and North Carolina with Drake May because he plays on North Carolina, right? I believe so. Let me see here. You're, you're better at college. I am honest, and you're Canadian. So what does it say about me? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know which one of these quarterbacks is Duke's quarterback, but Drake May is North Carolina. So I'm going to be giving this one to the Notre Dame fighting Irish. We're coming in as a five and a half point favorite. Uh, this said. Yeah. Duke, Duke had a very impressive win against Clemson in week one, but looking since those games, I'm going to tell you everyone Duke has played. They are 4 0. Lafayette, trash. Uh, Northwestern, terrible, and UConn, horrendous. Yeah, they have had three pretty easy wins after that, and now they are coming in to face uh, a extremely pissed off Notre Dame football team. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't want to be a Duke fan this week, folks, because I think Notre Dame is going to absolutely butt fuck you guys. They're going to kill them. Notre Dame's taking Duke down. Fuck Duke. Another big game we have this weekend probably has potential to be the biggest game of the weekend. Number 13, LSU. 
against number 20 Ole Miss. I feel like Ole Miss is like one of those college football teams that is just, they just kind of always hang in there. And I feel like it's because they got the fucking, uh, excuse me, the Alabama connection with the, what's his name? Lane, Lane Griffin. What's his name? Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is the, the protege of uh, Mr. Nick Saban there from Alabama. So there's always that story tell going on. Yeah, but he can never get past him. Never. Wait, and he never will because Ole Miss is, is a very mid team. Yeah. And LSU is going to prove that inside and out this weekend. They are going to fuck the shit out of Ole Miss. <laughs> what is with you and people getting fucked and shit? I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm feeling very confident about this game. Okay. Uh, what other big games we have here? That's kind of it for like the really big ones. You have number 12, Alabama, uh, going into Mississippi State as 14 and a half point favorites. That might be one to keep your eye on. You mentioned Washington earlier. They come into Arizona to play University of Arizona. They come in as 19 and a half point favorites in that game. And the surprising team in the top 25, Fresno State, looks to keep their uh, spot in the top 25 when they have Nevada come in to play them and they are favored by 25 points. They should have no problem pulling that one out. Fresno State, what a surprising team to have in the twenty uh, top 25. Like I said, Fresno State has been relevant since Derek Carr was there. I I honestly couldn't even tell you where Fresno is. California. Aaron Judge. Fresno State. Really? Yeah, other than that, I don't know much more about college football. You know what I do know is that I paid more attention to college football this year than I ever had before, and I think a lot of it has to do with Deion Sanders. Yeah, Coach Prime is really bringing a, a a certain je ne sais quoi to the college football world. I, you know, I really hope that Colorado can have a bounce back. Not not to say they're gonna even win this game, but just just to keep it a fucking game, competitive you know? and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Show that your defense has something to to play for. Show they have a little bit of fucking balls because right now it looks like they are just defeated out there. Well, and obviously, getting... let's not forget that the majority of that team that like are filled with stuff players are from Jackson State and. The, the the rest are just the crap that was at Colorado last year. So well, and also a lot of those guys too at Jackson State. Like I understand they're ballers, but when you play a year at Jackson State, you're not playing competition like you're gonna see with teams like Oregon and teams like USC and teams like fucking Washington. Yeah. You're not gonna see competition like that. So right. I think this is that was a rude awakening for him last week where they said, "Holy shit, this is this is NCAA football." And now they got to step up and show the what the fuck they're made out of. Well, to be fair, TCU was a test. They were a test, but their quarterback literally—you couldn't make a throw. And now they finally played a team that had. What did I say from week one when they made that? They they had that great win against TCU. I said, "Yep, this was a great victory." But the second they play a legitimate quarterback, they're going to pick that defense apart. And they had to play journeyman Sam Hartman, who I believe is on his sixth year of college eligibility to play football fifth or sixth year. The guy knows how to play college football, probably better than anyone else playing college football right now, just from the experience alone. It's about Bo Nixon from Oregon. I'm talking about Sam Hartman from Oregon. Who was Bo Nixon? Bo Nixon is with fuck. He just played Bo Nix. He's with, uh, I'm no, I Sam Hartman. That's with Oregon. I'm pretty sure. Bo Nix is with oh he's with Oregon. Who who am I thinking of? Sam Sam Hartman. Did, uh, Sam Hartman. Oh, who did oh my god, Sam Hartman is from uh 
Notre Dame. My apologies, folks. I, I was watching the Notre Dame game, had that game ahead. Bo Nix is the same thing, though. You, you play a quarterback that's it's actually the example kind of works, though, because Bo Nix is exactly like Sam Hartman. He's a journeyman college football quarterback. Yes. I, you know, I saw Sam Hartman do his thing with. Um, that's my apologies. I was I was getting uh, the wrong name there. And he, he's a very entertaining, funny kid. How old do you think Sam Hartman is? I believe he's 23, 24, 24. Yeah, fucking that's old for a college quarterback. How old is Bo Nix? He's got to be around the same age, right? Uh, one sec. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. By the way, I followed like two years ago or three years ago on um, Instagram. He was at 5,000 followers. He has 105 now. Well, he really made a name for himself playing for Auburn. He was uh, the face of that school for, what was it, three seasons probably? Two for sure. Yeah, two or three because he went to Oregon in 2021. He was with Auburn in 2019. Would you like to guess his age? I'm going to say 24 as well. 23. 23. Yeah. Fuck, I got him. I, I, I flip-flopped him. But like I said, it, it does still feed into the point I was trying to make that the second they played a team that had a legitimate quarterback that has experience, they were going to get picked apart. Now, that's kind of the beauty of playing a guy like Caleb Williams, who obviously is the number one pick coming in this draft. He's the, he's the guy. He's the guy. But he's only had one year of college experience, right? So, I mean, you, you are playing a legitimate quarterback, but maybe that lack of experience in those big games might help them out a little bit. I'm not sure. Maybe they fare better against USC than they did against Oregon. Time will tell. We'll find out this Saturday. Yeah. Um, well, Zachary, where do you want to go from here? You got about 30 minutes left. Uh, you know what? Let's get into some hockey here, folks, because there is a couple of news uh, into this little hockey season here. Uh, I had a little talk with Robbie today. So the season starts in 11 days. Yep. Sorry. Robbie's giving me the finger here. You know what time it is. What do you think you're doing? Do you know what time it is? I think you know what time it is. You don't even have it ready, dude. Oh, I do. It's right here. I just want to let you know next Thursday, we're really turning up. What's that? What's that? Talk, talk, talk. What's Sports. Sports. That's right, folks. You know what fucking time it is, guys. We're getting into this again here. This is the second Zach Roden hockey segment of the Sports Cave hockey season, which hasn't fully started yet, but we are on the way here. And like I was saying earlier, I was telling my lovely co-host there, Robert, today, that uh, next week, Monday and Thursday, I want to do breakdowns and predictions of the whole NHL. We're talking... We can pick some award winners. We're going to go through maybe the Monday episode. We'll go through the Eastern Conference. And then the Thursday episode, we'll go through the Western Conference. Because if we do the same thing in one episode, we, we try to fit them all in. We're going to be here for four fucking hours. So we got to divvy it up a little bit. But next week, folks, hockey is back in full stride in the sports cave. And I am fucking erect. I, I I've been waiting for this. I got unerect. Robbie just got soft. We're back down to 99 followers. What the fuck? Was it cut? Did, did, did that guy leave? Because I made fun of him picking Justin Fields. Well, in order for me to do that, I'm going to I'm gonna back out of the Zoom here, folks. You're going to get a logo. We're going to find out. We're going to find out right now. 
All right. And while Robbie's doing that, while he's doing his investigations, he'll hear us. But let me tell you something. This will be found out right now. Yeah. If that fucker unfollowed us, I swear to God, I'm going to find out where he lives. Whoa, 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 whoa. And just send him a very, very strongly worded letter saying that's very, very rude of you, man. We were excited. And if he didn't, then I apologize, Connor. I think his name was Connor. Cannon. But yes, folks, um, getting into some hockey news here to start. The preseason is now in full swing. Uh, we've seen some pretty incredible goals here for some guys that are trying to crack rosters. None better than what Logan Cooley did for the Arizona Coyotes for the fans in Melbourne, Australia, who pulled off a 360 spin move around the defenseman and then was able to pull it back on the other defenseman and rip it top corner in what could be the goal of the season. And we're only in the preseason. Cannon, you're so What happened? You can follow this. Who did? Cannon. Who? Cannon, the guy who gave us our 100th follower. Connor? Connor Cannon, yeah, Cannon. Cannon. Oh, it was Cannon. Cannon. Fuck you. All right, how does that sound? I hope you're watching this, you fucking asshole. Fuck you. Anyways, let's get back into this. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> Fuck you, Cannon. <laughs> Starting off with, uh, oh, yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious if you used the logic. If I see a comment from this guy, I'm going to be fucking dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, starting off with the hockey news here, folks, we have Andre Vasilevsky, the Tampa Bay goaltender. <laughs> He's watching, Bob says. <laughs> I don't I don't see him in here for <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit, this is gonna get spicy. So I don't, I don't see Andre Vasilevsky, though, the goaltender of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, has successful back surgery, which is now gonna put him out. I think it was eight to ten weeks I saw today. So that's probably the first two months of the season he's gonna be out. My question is, is why the fuck was he waiting so long to get his back surgery done? Like, I feel like that should have been something you get done. Terrible in the last couple of games against the Leafs, bro. Like, it was easy. I mean, they were putting up, what, six goals against him, Zach? Yeah, it was. Uh, he, he did not look like Andre Vasilevsky. And he, he didn't look like him so much to the point where I am in a keeper hockey fantasy league. Uh, which, by the way, folks, if you are joining the Sportscape Fantasy Hockey League, not to get off track here. Um, I will be sending out some invites sometime this weekend for this league and we will be scheduling the draft for next saturday yay monday because he's going to get trashed at the cottage yes i also are well man, we'll see maybe monday maybe maybe we'll do it monday i don't know well we'll see though we'll see we have our show monday too so i don't know if we're going to be able to fit that in but um if you are a part of the sports cave um hockey fantasy league it's looking like the draft will be next saturday not the saturday come up this weekend but the next saturday but yes, as I was saying, I have a keeper fantasy league I'm in, and Vasilevsky's been one of my best keepers for the last three seasons. I've won two out of the three years with him on my team, but I actually got rid of him this year in the offseason. I, I traded him away for a third-round pick, and I'm very happy I did it. it. Like you said, he didn't look like Andre Vasilevsky last season, and now he's getting a back surgery to come in and start the season. He's missing training camp, which I don't know how much that really affects goaltenders as much as it does as a forward missing training camp or a defender missing training camp because it really does help you get that first little spring in your step to get into the season. So it's going to be a lot of question marks for this Tampa Bay team to start out the season. And not to mention they're missing Vasilevsky. There's also a lot of controversy going on in Tampa Bay right now with the Steven Stamkos news coming out. Yep. So I think we talked about that last episode, but Steven Stamkos was not offered a contract extension from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning GM, I believe it's Steve Eiserman, he came out and had some very interesting words uh, for Mr. Steven Stamkos, basically saying 
that um, to, to put a, a quote, not verbatim, not word for word, but just to kind of quote what he said in my own words from what I like from how I took what he was saying. He basically said, yeah, we're open to signing Steven Stamkos, but uh, he better take a fucking hometown discount if he wants to stay for this team. Is pretty much the the gist of what I got coming from the Tampa Bay GM, which I mean, that is that's really fucked up to treat your captain, who's been the leader of your hockey team, the guy that led you to two Stanley Cups back to back. It is a pretty disgusting way to do it. But then at the end of the day, I was thinking about it, Robbie. The it's NHL is a business. Yeah, it, it's got to be hard being a general manager in hockey. It's a business. You you have to do what's best for your team. And to be honest with you, would I pay Steven Stamkos nine million dollars a season right now? No, I wouldn't. I think if Tampa Bay was smart, if they were a smart team, what they would have done is they would have come out with like a four-year times $6 million a year contract to offer Steven Stamkos. That'd be the starting point to say, hey, listen, man, you've got your money. You've gotten your big checks from this team. You've made your paydays. Do you want to keep winning Stanley Cups? Because this is what it's going to take to win a Stanley Cup. And I bet you someone like Steven Stamkos, not to say he would accept that four by six, but if he hears that number, I don't think he's going to counter with a four by nine. Or three by nine, he's going to counter with maybe something like a seven, seven and a half, somewhere in that region, and that's still a pretty doable contract for someone like Steven Stamkos. So I, I was, I was honestly just genuinely shocked to hear that there wasn't even an offer extended to the guy because the guy's your leader, your team, right? It, it's, but at the end of the day, as I said before, it's a business, right? You got to do what's best for the squad, uh, and then you look at some of the other contracts they signed. They signed Brandon Hagel to a fucking i can't remember how many years it was but it was like a six million dollar contract a year contract you're gonna tell me steven stamkos isn't worth as much as fucking brandon hagel or it's obviously more but in that sort of region i'm not sure what to expect from Tampa bay this year losing vast left to start the season is not a good start and uh i think we're we're seeing the uh the turn for the worst here in tampa so you're pretty much saying that you think tampa's time will be short-lived very soon like they're going to be a, they'll be a playoff team for sure, at least for the next two, three seasons, four years. Like you know what I mean. Like well, as long as you have guys like Kucherov, they still have Sergachev on defense, who's a very young guy, not very young, but young enough where he's not even really into his prime yet. You still have Victor Hedman, who's kind of approaching the end of his prime, but still a very solid defenseman. You still have Vasilevsky, who's a great goaltender. You still have Braden Point, who's a young. Like I mean, they still have weapons, but at the end of the day, it's just it's. It's there's been no team has played as much hockey as this team, first yep. and foremost. Yep. And it, I think that it's something like this that, that could really fuck up locker room chemistry, too. Like that could really put a divide in the room, too, when you're when you're treating your captain and your team like this. Like, are you going to go out and be like, you know what? Fuck this GM. This is how this guy's treating the captain of this team. What's what's to say he's not going to treat me like this when it's my contract? It all depends on what he you know, what, what he is emotionally, because you know what? Not for nothing. And. The last season with the Bulls, where they like said like doesn't matter what it is, this is the last year, and they end up winning it all. It all, yeah. I guess, it all just matters on what kind of fortitude he has. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I we could be seeing some sort of a last it dance situation sense. here with the. Uh, Your side makes sense, and my side makes sense. Look at that. Are we finally agreeing on something. It's about time. You know what else I agree? Yeah. You're definitely a Nike guy. You're definitely a Nike guy. I do you like my? My cheap Nike hat. Fuck, my cheeks get so rosy when I have any sort of alcoholic beverages. My God. Cheap. This was a cheap hat. It was like 20 bucks at uh, Sport Check. What the hell is that? Is that like a Marshalls or something? Is that like a... You don't have Sport Check? Is that just Canadian? 
No, sport check is like what would uh would you, well, I'm trying to think of what you guys would have. Like what's like you're just not like when you go to buy like they have everything. They have workout gear, they have sports apparel, they have hockey sticks, football equipment, fucking it'd be like a be like a dick sporting goods for you guys, probably something like that. Can you buy like like team apparel from Dicks? Uh depending what they have there. Yeah, we used to have a lot in the States. We used to have Sports Authority, they went out of business. I haven't seen Models. I wonder if Models went out of business. I used to love Models, and a lot of it had to do with Mariano Rivera. They like pinching around Mariano Rivera. Got to go to. I'm Mar- actually shocked you didn't, never heard of Sports Check. I thought I guess just from being in Canada, that's like a no, fucking. Nothing. When I've gone to Canada, um, I'm away through Maine. I always saw um, Olympia Sports, and there was another one I used to always see, but I never seen Sports Check. Mind you, when I go to Canada, it's like the woods of Canada. It's like what? Yeah, my- like you, you, if you go to like a city like a Toronto or a Vancouver, like there's Sports Checks, fucking. I think the nearest city, because they're over in Fredericton, New Brunswick, I think the nearest city is probably Montreal, and that's a good drive, or even Nova Scotia. Oh, Montreal sucks. I wouldn't go there. A bunch of French fucking losers no. in that goddamn place. No. Now, I already told yeah. you, I, I want to try to get to Toronto, and I want to go see a Leaf game. You and Mark do it. Leaf experience. Me and Mark have, uh, we've experienced a couple of Leaf games together, me and Mark. Gotta love good old Marky. What else we got for some hockey news here? Mr. Robert. You got 15. Oh, farted. oh, bless you. Okay. So, yeah, like I was saying, we're going to be doing some previews here the next couple of weeks, guys. We got the preseason in full swing here. Uh, let me just go over Whoa. some preseason. Patrick Kane is skating. He's doing his workout. Patrick Kane is getting back on the ice. Um, I, 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 I keep saying it could be any day we're going to see him sign up with the team. I have no idea what the fuck's taking him so long. I've been saying it from the get-go. He's going to be a Buffalo Sabre. That's my guess. I'm just waiting for him to sign the contract. And when he does, Buffalo might be a fucking legit hockey team. You're giving me, you're giving him 0.0% chance to go back to the Blackhawks with Connor Bedard. There is, there's a 0.00000% chance of him going back to the Blackhawks. I think there's a 0% chance of him going back to New York. Like I said before, I think the two teams that have a chance of getting him right now are the Detroit Red Wings to go back and play with Alex DeBrinkett or to go home and play for his hometown team in Buffalo. And I think the smart decision is go play for Buffalo. That'd be my my advice to him. Obviously, he's not looking for the drunk guy who's drinking whiskey on a Thursday night doing a sports podcast for 15 people is the advice. But uh, you know what? If this does come across your desk, Patrick Kane, sign the contract. Sign the contract. Yeah. Because the game is better with you in the game. No no kidding. Here in kind of reminds me of Carmelo Anthony when Carmelo Anthony was going through a stage post New York of like just sign sign with the team go somewhere I mean there was like a one two year drought Carmelo Anthony till the Trailblazers finally brought him in I could also see some teams being a little bit oh actually Bobby made a good point we're going to have to go over the Ryder Cup too before we get out of here so this will be my last point for hockey Um, I forgot what I was going to say I forgot what I was going to say so you know what Let's get into some Ryder Cup. That's it for the <laughs> that's it for the hockey segment. If it comes back to me, I will uh, I will spit it out. But that's what she said. Woo! Ryder Cup, folks, for all you golf fans here, Bob. That might just be you and also myself and Robbie. But uh, we love golf. We love Ryder Cup and Ploof. Yeah, Ploof's here too. I forgot about Ploof. Um, are the United States winning this year, Robbie? No. Um, I can tell you right now. Um. He, he obviously knows golf, I think, better than both of us. You know, he works for the sport. I would hope Bob knows golf better than both Great. of us. Porto, his biggest question for Team USA is Wyndham Clark. But for me, 
Justin Thomas, I know that the reason why he made the team, but Justin Thomas has looked. He has been playing good golf as a reason. I will give Thomas that. The last couple of tournaments have kind of swayed more into his favor, but I agree with you. He's a question mark for me as well. He's a question mark. And for the world, uh, I'll take his word for McIntyre because who else they got on the world team? Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy. Are we are we not a little bit surprised that someone like Cam Smith wasn't selected for this world team? Yes. Like I, it, I understand the live golf stigma and all this shit, but exactly why you're gonna tell me you'd rather have Robert fucking McIntyre than one of the best golfers on planet Earth on your team? It, it doesn't make sense to me. This this bullshit hate that these live guys are getting. I'm surprised DeChambeau's not in the USA roster. He could be there too, or someone like Wyndham Clark. And then Wyndham Clark's played great golf, but DeChambeau probably deserves it more. I was at least happy to see Brooks Kepka get. I'm not, I'm not a Brooks Kepka guy whatsoever, but I was at least happy to see somebody from Live Golf be represented in this because I feel like at least, and Bob, we're gonna get that in a second because I did see that. That was fucking insane. That was the second. It was his second shot. It was his second attempt. Like he redeemed did it. Yeah, but it's it's. Oh, on, I didn't know that. Yes, because uh, the Rappaport guy that works for uh, Barstool that covers golf. He's like the biggest like coverage for golf. He's like Rappaport. Uh, yeah, his last name's Rappaport. Oh, it's not Michael Rappaport. Uh, no, I think it's Dan Rappaport. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, there's no way Michael Rappaport got fired from Barstool. Yeah, he's a loser. Did you ever? Did you ever see that whole thing with him in Barstool? Yeah, that guy's a fucking zero. That guy is just a pure cancer wherever he goes. You know you how you don't see any more videos on Michael Rappaport anymore? God, um, Damian Lillard posted a big thing about Deer Rip City. It's four pictures long. Too much to read. We don't have enough time for that. Uh, let's see. Now, Bob, I agree with what you're saying there. He's saying that Kepka made it because of his world rankings and results in the majors. But, Bob, do you not do you not think that the world team would be better off with having someone like a Cam Smith or even like a who's another guy? I'm trying to think of another fucking. I'm blanking on names right now, but you know they'd be better off having a guy like a Cam Smith than a guy like a fucking Robert McIntyre. And you're a PGA guy, Bob. I understand that, so I I understand you're you're talking here with a bit of a bias, but. I think we can both agree with that. Freddie Couples doing a walk and talk with John Wood on GC says Xander and Cantley and Spieth and Thomas are probably going to be going to play four matches. That's not spilling the beans. Uh, Couples was then asked about Cam Young. Cam Young will be in Italy. Couples said. Do you um? Do would you like me to go over the uh, the first Friday for some matchups? Yes. So here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. PGA posted Victor Hovland just made a hole in one on the par four fifth at Marco, whatever. And then Dan Rappaport, who's there on his second ball. Okay, that's fair then. And Bob, I believe you meant to say Brooks Kepka, because I think it was Brooks Kepka that said that. And I do agree, but I just feel like if we're just looking at names, I mean, I'm not the one choosing these teams, but Cam Smith would have been on my world roster team. Facts. Friday going in. To this first day of the Ryder Cup, the foursome matchups are foursome matchups are as follows. Scheffler and Burns, representing team USA, will face John Ram and Hatton. Forgot Hatton's first name. In the second group of the Friday foursomes, you have Homa and Harmon representing the States and Hovland and Auberg representing the worlds. Is it worlds or Europe? World. I think okay. it's essentially Europe. I think it's essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they In have the from like South America, or, well, maybe they did because you know what, Sergio Garcia went. No, he's from Spain. Go on. I'm sorry, I was trying to. Say. No problem. Uh, in the third matchup, we have Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa against Shane Lowry and 
Sven Straka. And in the fourth matchup of the first day of the Ryder Cup, Alexander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay against Rory McIlroy and Tommy Fleetwood. And that has potential, I think, to be the match of the day besides the Scheffler and Burns Ram Hatton one. I think we actually have four very good foursome matchups for tomorrow, folks. If you are a golf fan, this is this is exciting time for you guys. This is the one time where they can be like in their own element. They don't have to do the whole professional gimmick, chugging beers, having a good time. Which, you know what, man? I, I understand golf is such like an old man's game, but I feel like we're getting to that point where it is swaying. It is going more in that direction where it is becoming so much more fun. And that's yeah. how golf should be. That, And that's why I'm a fan of this live golf shit because you can go there. They got music bumping the entire time. It's much more of a party where I feel like the PGA is obviously a lot more professional. You know, you show up, you got your fucking no music. Let these guys have a beer. You know, let them have some beers in the goddamn course. Little loosen up. Maybe drop a couple F-bombs. It starts at 1.30 in the morning, Bob. Holy shit. Well, I will be catching the highlights of that. By the time I wake up, they're probably on like hole 11. I got a question for you. I got a question for you and Dad because we got about 20 minutes till Thursday night football starts. So it's reported that Debo Samuel's stats for Sunday is up in the air. Right now, I have Debo and Jerry Judy's my starting receivers. On my bench, I have Jacoby Myers and Christian Watson. Hmm. I'm and Garoppolo has the concussion. Do I just risk it with Christian Watson? And you you think of possibly sitting Debo just because you're not sure about the uh, the certainty of it? He doesn't play, then I would start him over Jerry Judy anyways. Like week one, I had Christian Watson. Debo. I I would go Watson over Jerry Judy to be honest with you. I, I Jerry Judy in my opinion is just he's he's just oh, shit. I agree, but I can make I can make that decision on Sunday because Judy plays at one. and see see Debo Samuel plays at four thirty. Yeah, but I'm saying you can't make the decision. I guess yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, I guess at that point, then maybe play the fucking safe play on this one. Because well, maybe if Debo plays, like you're saying, you don't want to swap out. But you, you could easily swap out Watson for um, Samuel. Yeah. I could, well, I, I put Watson in. Judy's on the bench. If Debo can't play. Then you put Judy in. I, that's the way I'd probably do it. That's the way I'd probably do it. And I, you know what? They have Derrick Henry solo. But there. they also have Jerry Judy playing. In against the Chicago Bears defense this year, so that that's another thing we have to take into consideration. That defense is horrific, and it's hard too because the line secondary has been really good. I'm gonna roll my guts here. I'm gonna go Christian Watson. I think I think that's not a bad way to do it. All right, we got Bob is against you, saying it's not a great matchup for Watson, but right, but Jacoby Myers is going to have Brian Hoyer probably throwing him the football. If not, it's going to be the rookie quarterback. So I'll take my chance with Watson, Jordan Love. Brian, the destroyer Hoyer, baby. Um, all right, we got eight minutes. Let's just bring up something that he just keeps breaking records. Alfonso Soriano was the first player, I think, to go for 40 and 40, 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases. I'm probably missing a couple. Maybe Barry Bonds didn't, did it. Maybe A-Rod did it. But those three guys he just mentioned never did what Acuna did. Acuna was the first player. Now he's the first player because he had 50 stolen bases. 60, 70. First player in baseball history have 40 home runs, 50 stolen bases, 40 home runs, 60 stolen bases, 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. Let me give you a little a little uh, knowledge here, Zachary, on what Acuna did. I loved how he hoisted that fucking bat, the uh, the base up, too. That was Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. As he should. Um, 
Oh, I'm on Rappaport's likes. I'm not even my own. I hope he doesn't like any uh, porn accounts on oh there. Oh, my God. I'm going to be turned up for this fucking safety meeting here. This is going to be great. <laughs> so the last time a player that had 70 stolen bases in a single season, Ricky Henderson, 1986. Ronald Acuna Jr. has 13 more home runs than what Ricky Henderson had when he stole 70 stolen, seventy plus stolen bases, which would be 13 more. 28 home runs. Ricky Henderson had, Cooney has 41. Jesus. Last player to have 40 home runs in a single season with four, with, let's go with 40 stolen bases. Cooney's at 70. He, or, hold on. Pause. A-Rod had 40, uh, 40 and 40. Acuna has 24 more stolen bases than what A-Rod had. A-Rod had 44 stolen bases. Acuna has 70. That's it. It's it's insane. And you know what? I can't wait. I know we said it before. I can't wait for the argument to go, well, the bases are bigger. It's easier. I don't give a fuck what it is. It, it's still an incredible feat. Here's another Can I get... I, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm just so excited about this. You know, I am a baseball no, I. I, I, you know, keep going on about this because I was going to get into what Bob just said about uh, a quickie. How do you, the Yankees complete the sweep of the Blue Jays? Honestly, Bob, I'm not going to lie to you. It does worry me a little bit. But also, as I was telling Ryan before this podcast, I would love if the Jays were able to finish third in that wild card selection because I'd much rather play the Minnesota Twins than the Tampa Bay Rays. But I would also like for them to make the playoffs too. So this is where my predicament is tearing me both ways. You know, it's just, I'm not sure which way to lean. Yep. I hope they can at least muster one win against the Yankees. This is the last if, game. And they're already up one nothing with the Dalton Varsho home run. There we go. So let's hope the Jays can get a dub tonight and keep this little playoff uh, dreams alive. But it's going to be very interesting, man. The bo- both wildcard races are extremely close. Yeah. We got a couple minutes left. So let me go through this really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there, Robbie. Quote Ricky Henderson would have 150. 150- uh, stolen bases with the bags that they use today. Maybe, but Ricky also got to run against Dutu through 89 miles per hour to second yeah, base. Yeah, Ricky was running against back catchers that I was playing. Like, I'd be a fucking back catcher when Ricky Henderson was playing. Now, now when a catcher catches the ball, it's literally shoot. I mean, back then when I was watching, it was step and throw. Not anymore. They don't teach you to do that anymore. So he had yeah. that. Like, the game revolutionized. At the same time, Ricky Henderson, the fastest fastball he probably saw was 93 miles an hour. Now it's over 100. So, the game's evolved, and I think people just need to get over this whole size of the base thing. It had to be done, and kudos to Rob Manfred for making that move. Um, in the wild card right now, the Miami Marlins, if they own a tiebreaker for the last and final spot in the wild card slot between the Cubs and the Diamondbacks, if they all tie with the Marlins, the Marlins sneak into the third wild card slot, and I will be watching postseason baseball rooting for a team at least. It looks like as of now, I think the Marlins are going to crack this fucking playoff. I, I I just I feel strongly about them. It, it is so close. The one thing I actually wanted to ask you: Do you think that this late surge by the Padres is it just too little, too late? Too late. Too late. Sorry, it is too late. Uh, the Padres no. came out and said today that they want to try to make their payroll for next season under two hundred million dollars. Rightfully so, they tried. It's not working. So that means that Blake Snell's probably gone. Josh Hader's probably gone because they're both free agents, and I think they're going to trade away Juan Soto because they're not going to be able to afford him. So get as many prospects and you know assets as you can back in return. And it's going to be tough trading for the Padres. I think Juan Soto is either going to be in the, he's going to end up in New York. It's either going to be a Yankee or a Met. That's why I think it's going to end up happening with him. Um, 
And I think that's all we got for baseball. Uh, we got the playoffs starting soon. I'm going to hit up Cody, see if we can get Cody on one more time, which I think would be cool. That'd be nice. Yep, that'd be nice. We'll see what happens. But, uh, oh, someone gave me a retweet. Oh, very, very nice of you to try to help us get some views here on Twitch. But Zachary, It's a repost. Yeah, whatever. Well, I'll tell you what. You have to report to your safety little meeting. You got that. So, Zachary, it's 7.58. Folks, we got to make this really quick. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys live back here on Monday. Zachary, take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another Thursday night episode of the Sportscape, guys. And we just want to give our utmost thanks to every single one of you motherfuckers that tunes in with us two times a week now. Whether you're listening on Twitch or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this right now, we appreciate it. And there's only one thing left to say, folks. And that is... Stay sexy, sports game.